Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest it's your Friday. Yes, it is. July 8, 2022. Wrapping up another week. Wrapping up another chapter, we're going to read the last couple of verses here in Hebrews chapter 10, but we are getting ready for Sunday. 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 Going to worship God with the brothers and sisters here meeting on Livingston Avenue. Love for you to join us. You can go to our website and find out all the deets about times and locations. That's at uh, christiansmeethere.org, christiansmeethere.org. We'd love for you to email us. Let us know what you're learning from Hebrews or your Bible reading, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. We'd love for you to share this podcast with your friends, your family, your coworkers, your yes. neighbors, strangers that you meet in the checkout line at the grocery store. Rate and review. We love Rate it. Rate and review. Please do all of those things, but especially, especially we'd love to see you here on Sunday if you're in the Tampa area. And so... Go to the website, christiansmeethere.org, find out all the information. Now let's go ahead and read these last couple of verses of Hebrews chapter 10 and talk about that. That's why I've got Hebrews chapter 10 open in my Bible in the New King James Version. We're going to close out the paragraph in our reading today, Hebrews chapter 10, picking up in verse 35. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance. So that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. I find this quote interesting because I think he's doing something different with this quote than he's been doing from the Psalms. You mean like not preaching about it? (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, I think how he's actually using it. So the Psalms, as as he's going back to the Psalms, he's applying them to the Messiah. He's saying that Psalm was actually about the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And one of them even saying it's stuff said to the Messiah when the Messiah shows up. Uh, The last one in Psalm 40 that we just read here in Hebrews chapter 10, he even says it's what the Messiah said when he came into the world. Yeah, I've come to do your will. The thing is, when I go back to Habakkuk and I start looking in the context, I realize... Maybe we should say that, that. There's a quotation I just read here. Sorry. From Habakkuk. I mean, I didn't say it either. You're right. You're right. But, yeah. you know, somebody's driving down the road, they may not realize. Here, and, and since we don't have video with a nice little pop-up window, this is a quote from Habakkuk. We find it here in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 37 and 38. It is from Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. He is quoting, by the way, from the Greek translation, the Greek version of this, the Septuagint. So it's a little bit different than what's in our English versions, which were based on the Masoretic, the Hebrew. We end up, I think, eventually getting to the same point, but just slightly different. However, my point being is as he quotes Habakkuk chapter Mm 2, when I go back to Habakkuk, Mm -hmm. I know that Habakkuk is not talking about the Messiah. Okay. He's not talking about judgment that's going to come on the Messiah's people. Mm -hmm. Habakkuk is offering some prayers saying, look, Lord, I'm looking around at all these people in your nation and they ain't doing right. 
Right. What are you going to do about this? Yeah, because Habakkuk's one of the prophets crying out against Israel. Yes. Sure, sure. And God says, well, hold on to your seats, Habakkuk. What I'm about to do is going to make your ears tingle. Uh, people all over the world are going to be shocked at this. I'm going to bring in the Chaldeans, and they're going to lay the smack down. In fact, it's so bad, Habakkuk's like, whoa, 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 whoa wait, Lord. <laughs> I, I didn't want that. I mean, you should yeah. do something, but not that. Yes. Anyway, yes. all of Habakkuk is about that judgment. Mm-hmm. So now I'm asking, well, why is the Hebrew writer bringing this up? It It is not because he's saying that is this. He's not even saying that what Habakkuk was writing about has some dual fulfillment that, well, he was talking about that, but he is also talking about this. It's another one of these places where, look, judgment is typical. Judgment is typical. The mm-hmm. way judgment works all the time, it, it, every time, is the way it works all the time. And and what we have to do is we have to patiently endure mm-hmm. as we recognize that judgment is coming. So this this thing that the Jews are facing, these Jewish Christians are facing in, in they, Hebrews, in Hebrews, yeah, okay, as they're enduring persecution, as they're being distracted, as they're getting discouraged, as they're wondering when is Jesus, when is he going to appear right. again? Right. We were hoping uh, yeah. it was going to be soon. What he's saying is not that Habakkuk 2 is about this moment, but that Habakkuk 2 parallels this moment. It is similar to this moment. Just like Habakkuk had to be patient Mm -hmm. and hang on, we have to be patient and hang on. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So so he's finding a, a principle in Habakkuk, maybe a couple. Yes. One is that the Lord will come in his time. Another is how the people of God are supposed to behave and tarry. Until he comes. Yes, just like Habakkuk was going to have to wait mm-hmm. and and rely on the Lord to come in his time, Habakkuk was going to have to live in this proper, faithful way mm-hmm. and not shrink back. He was don't don't be turned by all the people that are living in sin. Mm-hmm. Don't be don't don't think that because the judgment hasn't come that it's going to be all okay to be on that side. Right. Hang on. Don't shrink back mm-hmm. because what the Lord says is. I have no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. In fact, we we are going to talk about what God is pleased with in Hebrews chapter 11. Sure. We are going to talk about what, what God rewards in Hebrews chapter 11. Yeah. What he does not reward is shrinking back. Yeah, yeah no, I see Hebrews chapter 11 is certainly is going to expand largely upon this statement, the quote in Habakkuk about the just shall live by faith. So what's that going to look like? Yeah. Hello, Hebrews 11. Hello, Hebrews 11. In fact, <laughs> but, just to yeah. pull the veil back a little bit, he is going to say in verse 6 of Hebrews 11, without faith, it is impossible to please him. Yeah. It is impossible to please him. And that takes us back to chapter 10, 38. He who shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure, pleasure. in him. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not pleased by that. So it's not about... This is what you were talking about yesterday yeah. when we were talking about the initial persecutions mm-hmm. and resting on our laurels. And, you know, I've done this once. Right. I was great at this 20 years ago. Right. Surely that was enough. It's the patient endurance to receive the promise, which ties us back into Hebrews. Uh, what was Now I'm trying to remember which chapter it was where he, he brought up the patient endurance of Abraham that we're following. Was that right. chapter six? I right. think moving us into seven or somewhere around in there. Anyway, that it, it brings up that idea again of the patient endurance to receive the promises. I do uh, see a, a, a change of tone, a little bit of shift 
that there's been a lot of warning, and I mean stern warning in this 10th chapter, uh, that if you go on sinning willfully and you, you know, there, there's the expectation of fiery indignation and judgment. Uh, we, we read that and talked about that uh, here. If you draw back, you know, my soul has no pleasure in him. But I love verse 39 when he says, we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. You know, that that, that is a, a positive note. That is an encouraging note to say that there is a very real danger of God's judgment and displeasure if we fall away. But he says, I know we're not those people. I know we're not going to do that. We're going to believe. We're going to live by faith. We're going to be justified. We're going to move forward. Well, even with all that's good, even with all the warning that he's been giving, I remember I was looking it up here while you're talking back in Hebrews chapter six, though we speak in this way, yet in your case, beloved, we feel sure of better things, things that belong to salvation. That's right. While he's giving this warning and this rebuke, he is stating his confidence that these folks are going to respond. Yeah, they are going to respond. They are going to get back to that galvanizing ideas that they had when they first endured persecution. Mm-hmm. He thinks mm-hmm. that they are going to, to to move forward. But what they needed was this little kick in the pants. Yes. What they needed was some provocation. Yeah. What they needed was to be poked and prodded and encouraged. You know, I was thinking in this 10th chapter, I'd hate to miss an opportunity to point out in uh, Hebrews chapter 10 and, and verse 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Hey, we're supposed to live by faith. The one who promised is faithful as well. Yep. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. I have a responsibility to stir up love and good works in you and you and me. Mm-hmm. And that whole, I mean, I know the New King James says stirring up, but... But there's a lot to that word. There's a lot to that idea. Is there, Edwin? Well, yeah. So it's interesting. What most of us grew up on was the King James provoke provoking one another to love and good deeds, which what an interesting word. So like if if uh, if you and I were chatting and I said, yeah, I went out to I went out to lunch with my little book group because I have a little book group. I went out to lunch with my little book group. Don't let him kid you, folks. These are big books that they read. They're <laughs> thick. It's a big book group. <laughs> I have my big book group, and uh, you know, <clears throat> uh, you know, Kenny was provoking us. Mm. Would you would you naturally think I was saying Kenny was doing some good things, or would that sound kind of negative on Kenny's behalf? I, you know, often when I probably have a, a negative connotation of being provoked. Yeah, because yeah. usually I think of getting provoked to anger. anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's absolutely. So that's word. that's our struggle here, or maybe shocked, like provocative speech. Yeah. Kenny was being provocative. provocative. Yeah, and and you know, you're like oh, clutch the pearls. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding, no kidding. So we look around at some of these other translations to try to figure out what is it. The New American Standard, I think, says spur on, spur on to love. Good works. What's a spur? Well, you know, I, I'm hoping to to be up in Wyoming and to see some of this for myself. But that's what the the cowboys, you know, use to like, yeah, well, get the horses right. What, you what know, we're, what we're supposed to do is bit. jump on each other's back and jab each other in the flank and move <laughs> them forward. I actually think, by the way, I said New American Standard. That's the NIV because the New American Standard is a little bit more innocuous and it is stimulate. Okay. Which, see, that sounds better until I remember that's what a taser does. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> to jab you with a taser and it stimulates <laughs> those <laughs> muscles and you <laughs> <use> your... <laughs> 
here's one of those interesting places. I know folks have the idea that, you know, all of these answers get, if you just knew Greek, if you just knew Greek, all these questions that you have about this stuff, it would just specify and it would just make it so much easier, except the Greek word used there, paroxysmos, uh, it's only used one other place in the New Testament, and that's when Paul and Barnabas had a sharp disagreement. Oh, the sharp there? Yeah, sharp disagreement. Oh, sharp disagreement. The whole thing. And so uh, even in the Greek, this word typically has kind of a negative connotation. Our modern word that comes from the Greek word is paroxysm. Mm -hmm. Do do you know what? That's not one we commonly use. No, it's not. But normally, just like you said, provocation to anger, normally it's paroxysms of anger, which means you're dealing with somebody who's so angry, they're like having a meltdown fit, shaking and slobbering and and eyes bulging. There's a word for that. Paroxysms. I mean, that's that's what's going on. So, wow, what is this word? Well, Here's this word that very often is not positive, and I think what our Hebrew author is pointing out is that sometimes the encouragement, Mm -hmm. the provocation in the moment, it's kind of painful, doesn't necessarily feel good. Sharp. But it is producing something good. And and sometimes for me to to have good works, for me to have love, I have to be provoked. Uh, Things have to happen that aren't always pleasant in the moment to get me back on track, because... Like every stubborn mule, sometimes mm-hmm. what I do is veer off the path and start munching on the dandelions, and I have to have somebody jump up and jab me in the flank to get me going back in the right direction, which is what Hebrews is. Mm. Hebrews, yeah, very much. This, this entire letter is this author who has considered his brothers and sisters and figuring out here is the way in order to provoke them to love and good deeds. Notice that consider part. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not get so caught up in this word that we think what it's saying is go be jerks to people because right. it's not saying that. Right. Well, and and part of that I think is if you're jerks to people, you're not probably going to get love out of them. <laughs> probably not. You know, <laughs> it's like I'm going to teach you how to love your enemy today because I'm going to be your enemy. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to learn. I'm going to teach you patience today because I'm going to wear you out. Yeah. You know? No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> but 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 I will say this: uh, what this does show us is. It's not going to happen accidentally. No, it's not. You know, we have to intend to try to help our brothers and sisters, and we need to look for that from our brothers and sisters. And it reminds me of what we learned very early on in Hebrews. One of the main tools mm. for us to have love and good deeds is one another. Absolutely. If if I want to be one who does not shrink back, I'm going to have to be around yeah. and with others who push me forward. Yeah. And we're going to have to do that with each other. And so this letter to the Hebrews, I mean, is its own provocation to love and good works and calling them back, warning them about drifting away, but encouraging them. You are not of those who draw back to perdition, those who believe to the saving of the soul, those who don't shrink back. Yeah. Time for us to go ahead and wrap up. Thanks for listening this week. Hope to see you on the Lord's Day. Lord God, we love you so much. May we encourage one another. May we provoke one another. May we consider how to do it in a way that actually brings glory and honor to you. And may we be people who, instead of shrinking back, push forward and push one another forward. We ask you to push us. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. 
Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.